This is 5-Minute Friday on collecting valuable data. This episode is the second in a three-part series on strategies for getting business value out of machine learning. For 5-Minute Friday last week, I covered my first strategy, which is being confident that there's a commercial problem to solve before starting data collection or machine learning model development. In today's episode, we dig into the data collection process after you've decided on a commercial problem to solve with a data model. Generally speaking, labeled data are going to be much more valuable commercially than unlabeled data. If you have only unlabeled data, such as a collection of images or a body of natural language, you can still carry out exploratory data analyses on them or run them through what we call unsupervised machine learning models that may enable you to uncover some hidden structure in the data. Labeled data, on the other hand, such as where particular images you have are known to be dogs and others are known to be cats, or where particular passages of natural language are known to express positive sentiment while others are known to express negative sentiments. Having labeled data like these can enable you to train a machine learning model that predicts some outcome that could be commercially useful to your target user. The catch is that while labeled data tend to be more valuable than unlabeled data, they are also typically trickier to obtain. It can be relatively straightforward to write a scraping algorithm to crawl the web and download images or store text for you. It can require some ingenuity to devise an automated way to assign labels to those data that you scrape, but it can often be done. For example, let's say you wanted to build a machine learning model that could predict whether a movie review is a positive review or a negative review. In that case, you could scrape the natural language of movie reviews from IMDb, the internet movie database, and you could use the star ratings in IMDb to infer labels. So when people provide movie reviews to IMDb, they also provide a star rating out of 10 stars. So you could decide that you'll label any review with eight or more stars as a positive review, while any review with three or fewer stars, you could label as a negative review. So there you go. You can sometimes uh, automate the addition of labels to your data. However, if you can't think of a way to automatically apply labels to your data, then you still have options. These options could be more time consuming or expensive, but they could also result in the creation of a unique proprietary dataset that could differentiate your machine learning model and the commercial product it's a part of from your competitors. You could add labels manually to the data yourself, or you could find an outsourcing service to do it for you. There are probably thousands of these labeling firms out there, so do a quick web search and you'll have no trouble finding one. My final suggestion for obtaining labeled data is both automated and it allows you to develop a unique proprietary dataset. Sounds perfect, right? Well, the catch is that this typically is the most time-consuming and expensive option of all. You create a platform, typically a website, that enables you to collect label data from your users. This is expensive because it requires design, infrastructure, and software development time. But ultimately, if you can pull it off, having platforms like this where users provide you with label data is what leads to the most valuable machine learning models and the most valuable companies. Many of the world's biggest tech firms, such as Google, Amazon, and Facebook, accrued their collective trillions of dollars in value following this approach. All right, so that's this week's strategy for getting business value out of machine learning. Once you've identified the commercial problem you'd like to solve, start collecting data for your machine learning model. 
Label data are more likely to be valuable, and if you can somehow obtain or collect label data that nobody else has in an automated way, you could be on the way to a terrifically valuable commercial idea indeed. Finally, if you live in the New York area and would like to experience a Super Data Science episode filmed live, then come to the New York R Conference, which will be held on June 8th through 10th. That's the New York R Conference, June 8th through 10th. Huge names in data science will be presenting there, such as Andrew Gelman and Wes McKinney. And to close out the conference on the afternoon of Friday, June 10th, I'll be interviewing Hillary Mason, one of the world's absolute best-known data scientists, live on stage so you can react and ask her questions in real time. Should be tons of fun, and I hope to meet you there, or if not at this conference, then somewhere else soon. If you want tickets to the New York R Conference, you can get them 30% off with the code SDS30. That's SDS30. For 5-Minute Friday next week, we'll have the third and final part of this three-part series on strategies for getting business value out of machine learning, in which I'll provide insight into how to get started with modeling as well as trade-offs between model speed and model accuracy. In the meantime, keep on rocking it out there, folks, and I'm looking forward to enjoying another round of the Super Data Science Podcast with you very soon.